revolutionary sports front, your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to RSF. And now, finally, we get to our, our show about the 25th appearance in the postseason for the Detroit Red Wings. Guys, I'm one hell of an excited cat right now. What do, what, what do you say, boys? Oh, yeah. Definitely, I'm excited for this, but at the same time, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried about your timing, Joe. We forgot to mention the truck beeping is because the Red Wings are backing their asses into the playoffs. It's his first intro. We, we're testing it out. Give him a break here. Give him a break. He's doing a good, fine job. But uh, 25 years strong, Joe, to answer your question. This is a big deal for 25 us. 25 years. I'm 26. You know, that's only one year since I've been alive that they weren't in there. Yeah, I haven't even been alive since uh, I've never been on this earth without the Wings making the playoffs, and I take pride in that. This is This is good stuff. You know... I, everyone's a little worried about the way we got into the playoffs, and uh, be, being I mean, you guys, you guys know the things I say during the game. I, I get pretty, uh, I get pretty dramatic, pretty ticked off. I hate losing more than anything. But uh, you know, the the biggest thing here is is we, uh, we we played a hangover game against Boston because I think Philadelphia was about as good as the team can play in a big game and a big night at home. Uh, hangover game against Boston. Sucks to lose. Boston was absolutely desperate, but at the end of the day, we're fortunate that Boston is really that bad at the end of the season. And uh, and Detroit, Detroit got lucky, but they, they actually did play a pretty decent game in New York. They just couldn't finish on a few opportunities. So, with with, with everything said and done, uh, eight, 82 games are in the books. It is what it is, and we're in the playoff. You know, Jimmy Howard down the stretch there, up to the Philadelphia game, he went five and one for us. That's clearly the push that got us in the playoffs. But I couldn't be dis- more disappointed with the last two games, honestly. I mean, Boston, you can understand that one. But on Sunday against the Rangers, basically B squad, and we got freaking sh- killed bait from what I saw. No, it is. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. That's a good point. It, it is a little distasteful to, to know that if you win a game, you're going to get in, win and you're in, which was the scenario that we were presented with yesterday, and we didn't win. But we're still in. and We, got, we had this debate off the air yesterday. Um, Backing in, call it what you want. In my personal opinion, I think if you're in, you deserve to be there. And uh, and that's where we are. There's no past. There's no future. It's just the present. And right now we're presently uh, going up against the lightning. And it's time to it's time to crush some skulls, man. We're, we're here. So there's I don't want to hear that stuff on this show anymore after this segment. All right. I'm, I mean, I'm a little salty. I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they did. I'm not going to lie. I like being right. But I'm also happy we're in there. <laughs> I'm really happy. Was I the only one, by I the just, way? I, I just want to know... So I, I know I don't I don't mean to dwell on this topic too much. I know we're disappointed that we lost on Saturday, but what what, what had to be going on in Boston's locker room? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they got some deep issues, and this isn't a Boston show. This isn't a Bruins broadcast or anything. I could care less. I'm glad they lost because I hate them. But uh, like I probably don't like holy you either. Cow, what a, <laughs> talk about a collapse! Talk yeah. about an absolute collapse. Six to one to Ottawa Senators. Uh, that that's that's bad to go. At least we I lost mean, to a playoff team that that has a lot of depth. Um, and, and not not just a, a couple of spoilers, but I mean, all, all things aside, um, I, I do I do want to talk about the Lightning. I want to talk about how we need to play them, and uh, and that they they have some big some big things going on in their clubhouse right now that uh, that that's not 
not exactly optimal for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah I think they, they definitely have some issues. I mean, Stamkos is out hurt. I think it's uh, Strawman's hurt as well, isn't it? Yep, Anton Strawman, big time defenseman. Uh, key for their power play. He's on the first power play. Big big puck handler on the blue line. So that that's that hurts. And then uh, is it Hedman is the other one that I think might have some issues going on there. Victor Hedman took a shot to the head from uh, forward on the Islanders. I think it was uh, Hick- Hickman, Hickey or something. Anyways, he, he took a hit to the head. I uh, don't know how that's going to affect him. I, I would assume he should be ready to go by Wednesday. Um, so they sent I, him to the dark room for a minute? Yeah, I, I know. So here here's a list of guys, um, including Johnson, who didn't play the remainder of the game, who, who missed out uh, on Saturday. So Tyler Johnson took that hit. Um, went flying to the boards. Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal hit. He was out in the first period. Didn't come back. Um, Stamkos, as we all know, with the blood clot. Hedman took a hit to the head. Callahan, uh, his a lower body injury. Did not play Saturday. And then uh, Strawman, he's got a broken leg, so he's out. So for sure, Stamkos and Strawman are already two key losses. If you're thinking about the first power play of the five, the five dudes that are up there, two of them are done. Uh, for the entire series. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's great and all well, but honestly, the way the Wings are playing, I can see us losing four two in this oh series. Okay, well, well, let's back it up a second. Uh, so, what do you, yeah, I mean, Jesus, you guys are? Jesus, out, Jerry, we can't do predictions. You yet. guys are. Out, well, no, Joe, you, you and Jerry Tony wants were to jump the gun a little bit here. You and Tony were alluding to a point, and why don't you just state it? So they're they're banged up. What do you, what do you uh, what are you guys getting at here? Are you are you are you happy about that? Or let's let's talk about these injuries that you're listing off because we all know they're banged up. So what does that mean to you? Well, you're, you're, here. What that means to me is it's about time it happened to somebody else because for the last few years, the Red Wings have had a lot of injury problems, and I think uh, our seat, it's affected our seeding in the playoffs, and I think it's affected our, our playoff uh, output. Um, there, there's, there's been some brutal series. I mean, there's, there's one year we had to go without Zetterberg the entire first round, and he came back on half a knee to play the Sharks the next round, and then that year against Boston, Zetterberg finally came back in that series with a banged-up back. Um you know, it's it, we 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 we've, we've dealt with it all these years. I'm glad, I'm glad you to brought up Zetterberg because he looked like crap yesterday. Yeah, Zetterberg definitely did not look good yesterday. Yeah, it's a sad day. It's time for Zetterberg to just he should yeah. just move on with that. So we'll get to that later. But he should just be this should be his last season. You know, I'm I mean it, I'm just saying it, it's it's nice to be healthy for a change. It is, no, I agree. It's great to be healthy, but I wish it meant something, man. I don't think this team really has the stones to get it done. <clears throat> they had two win in their in games. And they lost both of them. Well, that's. It's not the stones to me, gentlemen. I, I think that we've proven very inconsistently, uh, have you? But throughout the season, we can stick with anybody, man. And we're in the we're in the final dance now. We're in the playoffs, and it's not just me blowing smoke up in the air in, in the Red Wings' butts. But if they can somehow get it together and be a lot more consistent, which is what they've lacked through throughout the entire season, especially as of late, I think we can play with anybody. And as long as uh, Howard, who it looks like Howard's going to be the guy, I think if he can play solid and we can just man up and play consistent we got a shot to not i mean especially the, the banged up lightning but i mean i think we could just have a sh- chance just like anybody else i definitely think to say the least we have a puncher's chance in this whole uh spectrum but especially no. so against the injured lightning i mean in the nhl everybody has a puncher's chance wouldn't you agree tony yeah i definitely think that uh not necessarily well i'm just saying i mean it's the nhl it's puck luck everybody has a shot everybody can you know, you get a few lucky bounces, you get goals. Next thing you know, you're up two games to none, bringing a series home. Do you guys think that uh, Howard's going to take us home for the series? you see him get pulled anymore, or you see him Mrazic in the playoffs? I think Howard uh, I think Howard looks, looks pretty good right now. Um, he's made some big, big saves. 
throw throw the Boston game away, man. Don't don't even bring that one up. That that the whole team played like uh, I don't, like crap I don't, that night. That's crap that we had to play back to back in Boston. He looked good against Philadelphia, man. There was, there I also don't know why they had him start that game in the back to back when all year they've been alternating who started on the back end of a back and back, and then it wasn't the guy who started the night before, and then they do that to Howard, and then he doesn't look good. The whole team doesn't look good. I mean, that's one of those moves where I was worried that they might have completely ruined the confidence in a guy who just seemed to be getting his confidence back. Speaking of the streak, though, like the Wings have been in the playoffs our whole lives, but I believe 25 is the record in the NHL, correct? Doesn't 29. Uh, 29 is the record? we got to make it four more. All right. That's pretty incredible. But it's the longest uh, active streak in any professional yeah, sport right now. Yeah, but the Spurs right are now. hot on our tail. They just got their 19th, right, or 20th? Yeah, they still 19th, got a long way yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. So they still got to yeah, make up six years. How many? How many more years can the Spurs keep doing it? I mean, quiet how many? How many years does Tim Duncan and Tony you know Parker this might be a topic left? for another show? Yeah, I get it, guys. We made it twenty five years. I, w- I want to talk about the Lightning, though. We we're talking about the Lightning. Come on. I think they're better so, than us. Or Howard. I mean, we gotta let's stick to the script. So here's the thing for the Lightning. Ben Bishop's gonna have to stand on his head. Um, if here's Victor Hedman plays, Howard's he's gonna, gonna be banged up. Who do you think has a better chance of standing on their head? Uh, I don't know because Bishop looked pretty shaky last year. Yeah, Bishop. I yeah, he was no All Star last year. On his year way to freaking the Eastern Conference Finals, and how they went to did they play in the, the Stanley Cup last year. Yeah, they played in the Stanley Cup. I want to call that cheap. Well, he went seven games with the Red Wings. I'm just it wasn't because of their goaltending. You know, it wasn't because of that. That's true. There were some games where the Lightning scored about eight goals on uh, Montreal in that series, so I'm not sure how many saves he actually had to make in that series. <laughs> That's a, that was a, you know, I honestly thought Montreal was going to pull that one out pretty handedly, and then Tampa Bay really proved something to me that series. Honestly, and and you know what, everyone thought Stamkos was hurt, and then he ended up scoring a lot of goals and a lot got a lot of assists in that series against Montreal. Stamkos was not hurt, man. We we thought if we shut down Stamkos, uh, we shut down the Lightning. We were close. And that's that's what I think is gonna be a huge thing is with no Stamkos and if, if they don't have a Johnson on the second line, they're gonna have to kind of shuffle the board up more toward the top, and their depth takes a huge drop in the third and fourth line. Johnson scored a game uh-huh. winner versus last year, us last year, I believe, right? Johnson benched Johnson, us over last year. Johnson, yeah, Johnson, Johnson like ate us alive last year. Yeah, if Johnson's out and Stamkos is out, I think we stand a way better chance. But if only one of them's out, I mean Stamkos is out for sure, but. Yeah, if Stamp Johnson Coast isn't is out, I year. still think Tampa Bay has their number. And here's the thing, too, though, is Kucherov, um, all, all 5'11", 170 pounds of them, uh, is, their, is their biggest point getter. Not a physically imposing player. And, and the, the, the guys who have really gave, given us trouble in the past are those big, nasty forwards, you know, the Lucic types, the, uh, the Corey Perry and, and Ryan Gitzlaff types. Um, th- those are the ones who have given us a lot of trouble in the past. And you know, with with the guy like Kucherov, if, if he's if he's going to be the front runner up, up up front for them, um, I think I think if we can contain him, it's going to be very tough for them to play. Um, they still got Philpola, they still got uh, they still got a few other guys up there, but I love that yeah. guy. I just want to be really careful about how we're treading with this topic, though, because it is okay to state facts, and that's all we're doing here. It's good commentary, but at the same time, we don't want to. This isn't, you know, not another teen movie. I don't want to sound like schoolgirls and sitting here and talking about other people's players and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure our guys are a little dinged up, and after that, after 82 games, no one's healthy, no one's 100 percent ready. So we don't want to go too far with with the commentary. But I mean, I think we'll, you know, everyone's banged up, and it's good for us if you know they're extra banged up. So. I say we just take him down and, and move on. But to answer the uh, original question, though, about Howard, 
I think he's got the number one tag, and it should stay that way. And if uh, if we if if we see Jimmy, if we see Mrazek, then we're in trouble. I think there, there's not a single reason Mrazek should be starting game one, um, unless Howard absolutely collapses. And Frank, you're right. Then if we, if we see Mrazek in net, we might be in trouble. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but you know. I don't think anybody expected us back in uh, 08 to pull pull Hasek and put Osgood in, Tom and Osgood hadn't started all working. year. So, well, uh, since the series is going to start before our next show, let's break it down. I'll ask the questions. You guys give me your answer. Who has better goaltending, Tampa Bay or Detroit? Joe, we'll go Joe, Frank, Tony. Um, by a slight edge, Tampa Bay. Yeah, whatever, Bishop. Tony, I'm going to go Tampa because Detroit's biggest issue all year has been who's going to be their goal. All right, who's got better defensemen? Right now, right now, maybe us. If they got two, as long as we keep Brandon two, Smith out of the lineup, if, if they're missing their top two, then it's us. I mean, that that just by default in reality. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, if they have if they if they play if they play Hedman, then they probably do. I'm just gonna go with the wings, man. We're 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 faster. We look pretty speedy. As as many mistakes as we make, we look pretty quick back there. And I just don't feel comfortable saying Tampa Bay Tony. here. So. I'd kind of go push with the injuries, to Tampa Bay. Right Cop now. out. Move on. I'm not moving to Chicago. This guy's on his way from Let's take a stance, Tony. All right. Uh, I mean, it's a push. Let's all go right, forwards, all right. forwards. Detroit or Tampa Bay, Joe? Uh, got, got to go Detroit. Stamkos. Stamkos is still a top dog over there. Uh, Kucherov, in my mind, doesn't give me enough reason to, to pick their fours over ours. I do like that name, though, Kucherov. Frankie? I mean, it sounds from what you guys said that all their guys are in the ICU, man. I got I to go with. I got to go with us. I mean, we're looking fast. We're looking young. We still got the vets, and they're playing for something, which we'll talk about later. There's a tease, and uh, yeah, it's it's us, man. Tony? We're, we're fast. I'm giving us the edge of forward, especially. Okay, so I mean, we got. Okay, let's go special teams. That means power play and penalty kill combined. Special teams, Joe. Who you got? Um, I, I I'd say. I'll, I'll break it down by power play and penalty kill. So first, I'm going to say us for power play. Our power play has been unbelievable um, in the past couple months. It, it's been it's been on fire. And then uh, we actually just scored a power play goal last game. And then uh, penalty kill. Um, I'm not, you know I really I'm not that familiar with Tampa Bay's penalty kill, but our penalty kill has also been very good uh, on national television. It's getting a lot of compliments. So for special teams, I'm going to go Red Wing. I'll do the same thing as Joe. I think as far as the power play goes, and for both of these, statistics might not necessarily back it up 100%, but uh, I'll go with the wings because it's looking better increasingly as of late. And then uh, as far as the penalty kill goes, I'm going to also go with the wings. Again, not agreeing with stats maybe, but these guys are young and they're fast, and I just got a good feeling going into the playoff. I think they're going to be playing pretty well in the penalty kill. Tony, how do you feel? I'm going to go edge to Detroit. I mean, their penalty kill has looked great, uh, especially the last few weeks. Their power play w- looked like it was coming back around, but then they still have some issues. I mean, part of it is just there's so many times when they try and kick it back up to the point, and the point man isn't where they expect him to be, and it ends up going all the way down the ice, and we have to restart our power play. And then we fool yeah, that, around with it in our own good. end for five minutes before we come back down the ice. Power play is only two minutes, Tony. Let's not get too much hyperbole. Okay. Going. 30 seconds. Well, no, so Tony's got a point. Tony's got a point. He does have a point. Silly ounce. Tony, Tony's, been, Tony's got a point there. So th- this has been killing me the last few games. Is Every time I see Detroit try to break out of the zone, somehow the other team's defenseman has got this magical barrier on the blue line, and we, we can't get the puck out. But when the puck comes back to our guys, either they bobble it and they, they, it comes out of the zone, 
or they're just not there. It's like, where, where is our defenseman right now? Why are they not holding the points? And I don't know if they're trying to play a little conservative because they're, they're afraid of getting beat, but uh, we need to figure something out on our points to if we're, if we're going to compete in this series. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. If you really want to break it down, which we don't really do on this show because it's not very entertaining all the time, but uh, all right, but uh, Erickson, uh, you know what? Never mind. Just move on. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Just it's a hiccup. So go ahead. I mean, it's one of those things where, like Joe, Joe and I were saying, it's they're spending 30 seconds of a two-minute power play in their zone, passing it back and forth. And you can't waste time like that when you have the man advantage. You're supposed to be quick, get in their zone, and then be firing shots on net. We've seen way too many power plays where they get one or no shots on net. Which, how are you going to score when you have a man advantage when you're not even putting up shots? All right. Well, let's get some series predictions then. What do you think the series is going to be, Joe? Um, for, first, I'm going to say this. I think there's three keys. So we're, we're going to have to play... Better defense, we're going to have to play better through the neutral zone, and we're going to have to play physical, very, very physical. If we do all three of those things, um, and in my prediction, as is anyways, even if we do maybe something completely off this planet, I got Detroit in six. Detroit in six. Bold prediction, Joe. Frankie? <clears throat> I think we're going to play I think we're gonna play strong and fast, man. I, I know we just came off a loss, but uh... – Call it fan fandom or whatever, but uh, I just feel like we are something good's going to spark us up at just the right time. Fan is short for fanatic, and uh, I think that uh, I think the Wings are going to take them down in, in five and at maximum six games. So you got the Wings in five, maybe six if they stretch it out. Tony, I mean this is tough. I really want to pick the Wings, but at the same time, I mean. I just haven't been able to see them. Got a seesaw on his way from Washington. Damn, hey, seesaw oh, on his way from man. Michigan. Oh, man. got the seesaw. That's I'm twice just, already. I know. I just It's so hard for me we because I love the wings and I want to pick them. But at the same time. Where's the money at, Tony? I, I haven't the, seen the, the consistency the from them to just, think that they can win a seven-game Just series. be bold, Tony. Be bold. I'll take wings in seven. Wow. Ooh, they got to make it go seven. No, I got uh, Tampa in six. Woo! Drops the mic. Speaking of mics, thanks for bringing that up, Frank. I'd like to say we're a little bit clearer today. Okay, we're still experimenting with the setup here, so sorry if this sounds a little bit off sometimes, but thanks to Mike Carey Music on 4th Street in Wyandotte. Or Wyandotte? I'm not sure. I th- it might be Southgate, but we have a soundboard now. Online. with. Uh, You're going to throw an ad on air. you got to know where the damn store is. Yeah, what, did you get this in somebody's trunk? Or is it someone selling it in the corner? The or what is this? It's, oh, yeah, what? <laughs> Music, All right, Mike Carey Music's on 4th Street, yeah. north of Eureka, Pete's. south north of, of Goddard. So- no one can hear you. Let's just have one of you speak and say where you got the product at. All right, Mike Carey Music, you can find it on MikeCareyMusic.com. They have everything. So much cheaper than Guitar Center. No offense to Guitar Center, who has a larger selection, but he didn't have mic stands for us. That's why you hear a little fidgeting with the mics. We're getting those. We're getting one for free because he didn't have them. He's the man. Go there if you need anything. If you can't go there yourself, I'll go there and mail it to you. He's... So cool. but Wow, what a good plug. That was a good plug. And also, we we're still getting a little used, so excuse any little hiccups like the one I just had. I got two guys like making weird hand gestures and weird faces and really looking creepy. You don't want to see this stuff, people. That's why I had my first hiccup on the <laughs> well, air. I'm not a happy radio, about it. But that's why right. I keep saying we need to get Instagram. Speak talking. for yourself. <laughs> Speaking of a hiccup. Uh, uh, North Carolina Villanova. No, no, no. Not, not yet. Not yet. 
Uh, big hiccup uh, has to do with contracts. Uh, signing a guy over the age of 35 years when he already had uh, he already had thoughts of leaving Detroit. Um, now now we got a situation where Pavel Datsuk is going to leave the Red Wings this summer, and we're gonna have to pay uh, we're gonna have a 7.5 million dollar cap hit um, next season. Yeah, I don't get how that works. How if he retires, will we still have to pay him? Yeah, so, with the new collective bargaining agreement. It's to yeah. basically. So that way you don't sign a guy who you're like, oh, he's only going to play one more year, but we're going to sign him to like a three-year deal and pay him all this money. And also because... That doesn't make any sense to me. It's because of the uh, Kovalchuk deal, so, which is a yeah, long so time ago now. Yeah, so the Devils aren't playing Kovalchuk. But they signed him to this ridiculously long deal. Yeah, and 17 years, right? Yeah, and they put a bunch, and most of the money in that contract was in like the last three years when they didn't expect him to play. Oh. Well... You know, my honest thoughts, Pavel's lost about three-fourths of a step out there. He's not the player he was. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. He's a first-bat Hall of Famer, but he's old and he's Russian and he wants to go back to Russia. I don't care. Honestly, if we got the money, if it wasn't a cap hit, I think this would be good for the Wings because we have more money to throw at Stamkos. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's, we're talking about $7 million dollars here. That's the problem. And I was talking to this with Joe – well, actually, the group text earlier today. But, I mean, my people that I talked to – uh, I'll oh, throw, league people? throw a siren in, but uh, I was talking to some people and they say like this could be, I don't agree with this by the way, but they say it could be a positive thing that this is happening because it's going to force Holland to do something he hasn't done since I think 2008 or 2009, which is actually make a move that matters or do something that, that counts. And if he can't, then we're going to have to get somebody else in here who can. So if you want to look at the bright side, the grass is always greener. You can look at it that way. But as far as I see it, we got this year with you know to make a run, then we're going to have some serious problems going the next season. Yeah, I mean, for me, I get it. The thing is, Pavel has a daughter from his first marriage and his wife. But so Pavel's got a daughter who's back in Russia with his first wife. And that's part of the reason he wants to go back to Russia is to be able to see her more often. Also, part of the reason it looks like he's lost a set this year is last year in the off season. He thought he was just having an ankle scoped. It actually, they replaced uh, several of the tendons in his ankle with cadaver tendons, which they thought might actually end his career, the surgery they had to do, because his ankle was so screwed up. All right, well, the man's given us two cups. He deserves to ride off into the sunset. More power to him. I love you, Pavel. Do what you got to do. Hope you, you and your daughter have some good bonding. In I Russia. got one, one more thing I want to just throw in real quick before Joey hops on board, but... I want to say that even though, I mean, you guys said something about three-fourths of a step or a step. I don't even talk in those terms, but he has lost it. He's getting old, father time, yada, yada. However, I want to compare real quick to him and our captain, Zetterberg. When you have someone like Datsuk, who is so talented, even when he loses a step, you see him out there like yesterday. I think it might have went off Shahan's hip, uh, oh, yeah, but he scored a goal. He's always coming through because he has the skill to make those, those incredible passes He's not as fast anymore, but he's just always in the right spot. He's got a cannon of a wrist shot. He's still, even with diminishing skills and age, he still does things. With a player like Zetterberg, on the contrary, he is just, his game and his youth was built on grit and puck strength and control, and it's just not there, man. I mean, maybe on the power play, he still can make the right reads, but I mean, his, uh, his lack of skill and diminishing talent is just so, more, so much more transparent than Datsuk, who's also getting older, and that's why it's just going to be so tough to see him go and sad. Because Datsuk, I don't care if he's lost a three-fourths of a step or a whole step. He can still bang, man. I'd play yeah. him as long as Yager's still there. I just had to say that because Zetterberg, it's oh, just I so much him, more man. transparent. I wish he'd play for forever, but 
Yeah, I definitely yeah. think he, he's not like at the point where his talent wouldn't not permit him to play in the league. It's just more of personal reasons that he wants to leave. And I, I respect those personal reasons. As a Wings fan, I was I would hope that he'd be somehow convinced to come back just to finish off that last year to help out the Wings because of the fact that he still has the skill to play, and that way we're not sitting there with the $7.5 million dead money on the cap. So. Right, right. I'm just saying he's not one of those guys that would be lingering. Some guys, talent, when it's gone, it's just gone, like within the blink of an eye. He's the kind of guy where if he wanted to, if he didn't have the daughter or whatever you guys are talking about, if he didn't have all that, he could stick around like a Yager or something like that and float around and still play in, in, uh, on a, cu- a cup-contending team, which I would hope we would be. But he definitely can still play. It's sad, it's sad for him to be going, but he's got to do what he's got to do, and I support it as well. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. one of the things I know that I thought was kind of funny from the interview that I saw this morning in the paper with him was he said his biggest regret uh, from playing in the NHL is – point here tony <laughs> it is the fact Please. that he didn't really learn english and it was because he never thought he was as good as he was and he always thought that it was you know this was going to be like his last season or something and then he was going to be going back to russia anyway uh, that's just uh, dad suit's got a wikipedia page people to- joe what were you going to say well you know sorry my, my, my biggest thing is this i mean frank frank already kind of mentioned it is uh, you know, based on what Jerry said, he he lost he lost a step in in his in his game a little bit. But Datsuk's never played uh never played the speed game. He's always played uh, the style where he he kind of slows it down to his pace and makes everybody play at his speed. And that that's that's like a talent you don't see um for for you know every every fifty years or so. Um, that that ability right there. Um, he he creates his own space. He creates his own time. Mm-hmm. Um. Even at this age, and like you said, Frankie, he could, he could probably play in the NHL up until uh, Yager's age because Absolutely. he he doesn't he doesn't play that huge grind style. You know, he's not like a Messier who who's a physically imposing guy, but but still took a ton of contact. Yeah, Yager doesn't uh, play half as much defense as Datsuk, though. Yeah, that's true. But uh, at, at the same time, though, I mean, that Datsuk is still probably better. I mean, according to FSD, at, he's got his name his on nine trophies and two Stanley Cups. That's all I care about, man. The guy's great. Let him ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a I, sad story. I just, but go ahead. I, I just, I just wish we could convince him to stay one more year. It, that, it is definitely that, that sad around going to kill the team. Man. Calvin, just, we saw thirty or eighty-one go and thirteen go. Two of the greatest Detroit players to ever do it. And in the same year, it's going to be rough. It's, it's overwhelming. It's going to be a rough really fall is. for Detroit but, sports fans. But that all being said, guys, I said this too in the group text. We can't. We can't. I mean, this is right now. We, it's sad to see him go. We, I wish you wouldn't even have mentioned it till you know, right now. But this is that we have a big opportunity here to get a title, and it would be so nice to have him ride off into the sunset, strapped with a Stanley Cup on his back. Well, like the interview gangster. that was in the paper was actually done a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't supposed to run until after the end of the season. But he chose to have them run it early. Because he knew all the rumors were already out there, and he just wanted it to be. All out right. Well, the press did what the press him. wanted to do. All right. Good for him. What do you guys want to take a break or what? Oh, we gotta take a little break here. We we'll right back. Talk some NCAA, which will lead to our booty bracket finale, baby. RSA. RSA. And we are back here, Villanova, with the buzzer beater. Joey's pick to win the Final Four. Tony, Frank, and I were all wrong. Oklahoma got blown out by Villanova. I'd like to give a big congrats to Joe. Big round of applause from Michigan to Washington. Uh, Hell yeah. Great work, Jeff. Great work. Great work by Villanova making a last-second shot after Marcus Page tied it up with a last-second shot. 
The only thing I'd like to point out is if Villanova made the free throws, that never would have came to that. Hey, man, How do you guys Villanova, feel about that game? Villanova played – Villanova was just a – it was their year, man. After after what they did Oklahoma, I knew I didn't I didn't watch the final four game. I, I didn't watch the final game. I'm not I'm not a big basketball guy in general. But after what they did to Oklahoma and Buddy held, uh man, oh man, that was brutal. And then and yeah, they I think they're rightfully beat North Carolina. Yeah, I'm actually really glad Roy Williams to get one, but like I've said a bunch of times on the show, once they lost, I really didn't care about March Madness, and I know that makes me a bad fan and I'm sorry about that, but I'm glad Villanova won. Great shot by that kid. Great moment for them. 31 years since their last title. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the game because I, like you, like you. I mean, after the first round. I watched I was, the game. I streamed it at work. I was like, I, I didn't even watch the game. I lost interest in the tournament after the first weekend. Watched the first weekend. I mean, there was a few games. Then after that, I kind of lost interest. So I didn't even watch the finals. And then in the morning on SportsCenter, I saw the highlights. Well, cool. I feel cool. like that's. That's the majority of the general public, though. Is like once everyone's brackets just go to shit, uh, everyone's like, "Ah, screw it." I mean, my yeah, bracket doesn't mean anything anymore. Or the same so. people who just never liked it in the first place. But I, I'll, I'll say this though. <laughs> uh, I mean, on a on a weekday night like that, there's not much going on. I I had a, the privilege of meeting up with an old friend who I haven't chilled with in a while. We watched the game, and it was entertaining at the end. I, I only paid attention the last five minutes, luckily, like any normal person. <laughs> but uh, it was entertaining. It was fun. It was something to do on a, on a weekday night. So. I mean, honestly, guys, you can talk about it all you want. That's about all I have to say about that. Good job on the pick, Krause. Good for you, and I'm just thank God it's over. I'm happy for those kids. What was funny was the coach's reaction, Chris Jenkins, I think, or was that the kid that made the shot? But uh, Jay Wright was the coach. Jay Wright, uh, his reaction afterwards looked like they had just missed a shot or he was mad that they took it or something. But All right, we're going to take a little quick break here while I pull up the booty bracket, and we're going to get back and smack some ass around with our mouths. RSF. A great one has a daughter with a great ass. The butts are back in town. Let's go. Let's get the best ass in all of sports. In our first matchup, two smoking hotties, one a surfer, one a soccer player, and maybe an underpaid soccer player. We have Anastasia Ashley versus Alex Morgan. U.S. Golden Girl versus Hawaii's Big Bubble Booty. We're going to go out to Washington for our first two picks. Joe and uh, his girlfriend, fiance, the lovely, as always, Kristen. What's your pick? All right, so. I said Kristen, Joe. With, with Kristen. Um, you know what? I'm going to let Kristen pick first, ladies first. Uh, she, she's already got her pick. She's, she's done her homework. She loves the booty bracket. So, Kristen, why don't you give us your. Just, do, you want, do you want the first? Do you want both, both matchups for the final four or just one at a time? One at a time here, Joe. One at a time, Don't Joe. get too hey, we're, excited. We're excited. This guy's sprouting a rod over here. I know you're pitching a tent down there, but. All right, you know what? We're, we're, we're two excitable people. All right, so first it's Alex Morgan and Anastasia Ashley. So, Kristen, what's your pick? Awesome. Hello, boys. First of all, hey. thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm honored to be selected as one of the voting members of the Final Four Booty Bracket. Um, taking a look at the first we're two We're honored girls, to have you. To me, Wouldn't this one's kind of a no-brainer. You. I feel like, hands down, this is the Final Four, and we're talking about booty, and top <laughs> booty I'm looking at is Anastasia. So I have to give it to Anastasia. She looks awesome, and her booty is bumping. So, boys, the... Uh... The boss has spoken. Um, I'm also going to go with Anastasia Ashley. Uh, also, she's from Hawaii, and I was there for a few years, so I love Hawaii. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Franciscus, Francisco Wachowski, you're up. Thank you guys for that. Um, man, we are coming down. This is, this, is the, uh, this is the final four, man. This is a big deal. 
and I am a patriot, so this is very difficult for me. But um, I'm going to have to agree with the, the before, too, and go with Anastasia Ashley because I'm looking at this right now, and uh, I don't know if it's because I'm feeding to work out or a combination of a couple other things, but I'm really looking to dive into that right now, and uh, I'll leave it there. Anastasia Ashley, make it three. Tony? Mm. I'm going to go with Alex Morgan. Who won? I mean, it, my vote doesn't matter at this point, even though I am Dr. Booty, but Anastasia Ashley all the way. I liked how uh, Kristen said her booty's bumping. You know, that's mm. – I like to see a bump. You know what I mean? Man. I just kind of put the picture out there for the listeners, too. It's like when you, when you just say it's bumping, you know, she, I think I think. Honestly, when you look at these two compared, like right Alex Morgan killed her bracket with that tight little ass but Anastasia Ashley's is just so much bigger, dude. And but, like, bigger in the curve, right way. That fold, too, that fold's looking good. Plus, Maybe it's the ocean in the picture, she's too. She's got a nice tan. I'd like to go swimming with her. And Morgan looks, looks kind of boyish in this one, too, so... <laughs> You breaking breaking aggressive and the truth in the finals. Comes out finally in the final four. I didn't vote for her, boys. All right. So Anastasia Ashley goes on to the finals. Versus who knows so far. We have Paulina Gretzky, or as Joey likes to say. I don't remember what I like to say. Maria mind the gap. Gretzky. Versus Maria Sharapova, the oh. tennis superstar. I, you, I, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about Sharapova. I was like, what "Quit staring and make Sharapova? a pick, Joey." Hey, I know I know Kristen's got her vote in for uh, for this one too. This this one I think was her favorite. So, Kristen, why don't you go ahead and give us your vote? Yeah. So for the second round, or I guess second pick, um, this one's pretty easy as well. I mean, you got to give it to the great Gretzky, and I feel like Miss Gretzky is just rocking this photo. Her backside is very nice. Looks. Looks like something I would aspire to be, and as women, we love the thigh gap, so I got to give it to Miss Gretzky in honor of her thigh there gap. There you she go. A great one as a daughter with a great ass. Joe, how do you feel? You know, uh, once again, I got to agree with Kristen here. Um, Shocker. And, and, you know, chive on, mind the gap day. Um, I'm going to go with Paulina, mind the gap, Gretzky. Is that yeah, your pick? So we're, we're, we're going with Gretzky over here. On the West Coast. Okay. On the West Coast. Well, things are about to get interesting in, on this show then because, I mean, I appreciate everything you guys just said, and uh, I'm sure a lot of girls aspire for the gap. I'm not even, I wasn't even sure what this gap thing was until we started doing this. I see the gap, Tony. Mother of God. But uh, I'm going to go with Sharapova, man. I, said, uh, I mentioned last week that I would love to sit down and have some vodka with her and spend some quality time, and just looking at her eyes in combination with that booty arch like that. Um, I'm going to be the first one to take the step and, and pick Sharapova because, uh, yeah, I want to do things to it. All right. Hi. No, you know what, Frankie? I have to actually agree with you. I was going to pick Paulina until your speech. You inspired me. Attaboy. I'm switching wait, wait. I thought you were against the doping ass. You know what? Since she moved on and the world doesn't have a problem with it, I guess I don't either. And we all know that Paulina Gretzky participates in Colombian Bam Bam with her boyfriend, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, and she has a boy. boyfriend. I don't know what Maria Sharapova's status is. I don't care because in Russia we all know there are no laws, and I would love to have a glass of vodka with her. Like Frank we got a said. tie here. We're I'm going to have Tony. to go with Sharapova. We're coming down to the other Preston. Tony, you're the tiebreaker. Put here. me on the spot of National Siblings Day. I see how it is. <laughs> Give me the drop. I'm going to go with Paulina. Mind the gap. Gretz. 
A great one has a daughter with a great ass. I think I already said it all last week right there. All right. So the Russian beauty. Oh. You know what, Frank? We'll, we'll, we'll support her in her loss. Oh, she's in good hands. Oh, yeah. We'll Shock him back. <laughs> Don't worry about that one, fellas. All right. So we are down to two. We started with 16. We have two beautiful women left. I've said it hundreds of times, but every woman in this woman in this competition is a winner. We have Paulina Gretzky from the land of Canada, the Great One's daughter, versus Anastasia Ashley, who I'm in love with. And you called Ashley. All right, where you at, Joe or Kristen? Whichever one wants okay, to go first. So uh, we're we're over here right now. We're 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 thinking long and hard. Um, Kristen Kristen is evaluating right now. She's she's kind of the master of. Is female that all that's long and hard one. right now? Uh, so, Kristen, uh, what, do you, what do you think here, babe? I don't know. This is tough. I mean, both of them are strikingly gorgeous, both who I would aspire to be like. Um, Gretzky looks awesome, but this is a booty bracket, and I still feel like Anastasia overall has the best booty. It's just, I mean, look at it. It's just amazing so i have to give it to anastasia i love the commentary so uh i I feel like i feel like we think the same things sometimes like she always like says what i think uh sometimes it might even get me in trouble in public do you guys fight ever at home i don't think i don't think we ever fight we we never fight so you have a boring relationship i got it uh no it's not boring i mean sometimes she throws a pillow at me or something and it's kind (laughs) of harmless a pillow really Uh, come on you know, I mean, I don't want to like ramp it up to like Nerf guns or knives or anything. That would start to hurt. Um, but no, uh, you know, I, I definitely agree with her. Uh, I'm going to go with Anastasia Ashley. Uh, once again, the, the Hawaii, the Hawaii uh, background. I'm from partially from Hawaii, um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't have any other connection to Paulina Gretzky other than her dad was a great hockey player. Um, so, so I'm going to go with Kristen and say I'm Anastasia. Go with she can't get your vote here, can she, Joe? Not Paulina, no. I'm sorry, man. I got to go Anastasia. All right, that's two on Anastasia. She's one vote away from having the best ass in all the sports on the female side. Gentlemen, she just got it. Uh, I'm going to have to pick her, man. Uh, not only did Kristen provide some pretty, pretty compelling commentary and argument towards her, I was thinking it the whole time. And I'm telling you guys, throughout the tournament, she was always a beautiful, beautiful in my eyes. But this week, something about her—I'm telling you, it's a testosterone level or what? But um, she's just calling my name, man. I got to give her the W, and, and and you guys can take your pick. But I'm picking Anastasia Ashley, and uh, damn, that's all I can say is damn, gentlemen and lady. Damn, 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 damn is right, Frank. I, I want to hear the remaining votes, though. I want to hear. I want to hear. Tony, you can go first. A chance. Sure. We'll save Doctor Booty for last. Mm. Tony, who who are you going to take? Tony's Tony's creepily staring at all the women at once. (laughs) I wouldn't say creepily, but he had a weird look on his face. Honestly, (laughs) yeah, that was. I'm just studying to make sure I make an informed pick since this is for the championship. Even though it's over, I'm not going to take this long in the voting ballot. This (laughs) fucking coming November. (laughs) This is a. This is the nit of the term. Go ahead, Anastasia Ashley. Okay. Is that so hard? Do you got a reason, or are you just depressed over there now? Because we got you sounded depressed, Tony. What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? That man? might be the best ass on the planet, honestly. And you fucking over there like your freaking dog just died. <laughs> Cheer up. I mean, Doctor Booty, paging Doctor Booty. To make sure we have that- our house brutologist, Doctor Booty, 
Gerard Preston. Yup, Anastasia Ashley, no doubt about it. She's my pick from the beginning. I think it's been pretty clear. Catch that ass for days. I would freaking be the accountant just so I could watch you do that, Frank, honestly. But uh, <laughs> So we have our winner, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the not-so-great Kevin Durant, KD5 Trey. You can find these pictures again on our website, Facebook page. Bring your loot. I'm going to miss all of you so much. Sponsored by Vaseline. What? All right, people. We're back. We're moving along on a Sunday night. We've already covered a lot of great stuff. Um, Up next, we got a little thing that uh, Gerard wanted to to discuss and bring to the docket. Um, If we had more time last week, we would have done it then, but we're getting to it now. Uh, yeah, this happened about a week or week or so ago. Um, Kevin Durant had some choice words about the city of Detroit. Um, there were some antics by uh, Reggie Jackson uh, after the win when they didn't play their, all their starters and yada, yada. But basically he said after the game, it's Detroit. No one cares about Detroit. Um, you could take it any way you want. Gerard seemed to take issue with it, thinking that he was coming at the city of Detroit itself. Um, I'm not really into basketball, nor am I Durant. As far as that goes, I just think that... Uh, you know, he has no championships. We have three here, and OKC's not as hot as they think they are. That's about as far as I'll go with it. I have a problem with this on multiple levels of my physical body, okay? First of all, okay, nobody cares about OKC. Like, actually, no one. There are a couple people that care about Detroit. We're the Motor City, the Big D. You know what I mean? Oklahoma City, the I didn't know that was a Dallas. city until the Thunder went there, honestly. So who cares? You know what I mean? Who cares about his city? Number two, as Americans, we should care about every city, and Kevin Durant's just an asshole. And number three, he isn't one crap. He got spanked by uh, LeBron in the finals. What, did they lose him five? And he's going to talk about a city with bad boys that revolutionized basketball? I mean, I didn't think it was going to turn to this, but you're damn right. If you want to get in on Kevin Durant, he couldn't even bench 185 in college or whatever the hell it was. He's a pompous little brat. Okay, and he all, yeah. all the, everyone always thought he was just some quiet, good old little house boy. When really we've come to prove that he's just a thug, like most of the rest of them. So you know, if you really want to dive into Kevin Durant, he wants to rip on Detroit, then fine, screw him. He, he's from Oklahoma. He should have got out while he had the chance. He got whooped by LeBron and bent over. Actually, like a he's from Washington D.C. Bleep it out! I don't care. He's a bitch. I'll swear. I, I yeah. agree with you. He is a bitch. And freaking, if there was any chance that Detroit and OKC meet up in the finals, I would pay whatever I had to pay to to get to that freaking game have a sign that said Durant's a bitch and then get thrown out you know what I like to see his skinny little punk ass go up against Rasheed and Ben Wallace he's lucky he wasn't around that area we were brawling with the Pacers while this little uh asshole was trying to get in Texas so uh he can he can go uh I'd have to check the record but I'm pretty sure State beat him both times both years when he was at Texas put the top five uh, best players in the league in a prison cell see what Kawhi Leonard does to Kevin Durant if he's even in the top five if you want to go that far you know what, Frank? I love the Leonard reference. You are on fire right now, and I dig it. I'm very happy with you. I mean, I just didn't think we were going to talk about Kevin Durant in the show, but if he's going to rip on Detroit, then well, we have, a, have an obligation I mean, got, as a radio show to take guy, his ass the guy's down. guy's probably all, you know, his, his self-confidence and his, you know, his, he's probably got some, you know, internal issues. I mean, Curry and LeBron James and everyone else, everyone else around the world is running away with the league, and, and he's kind he's of left behind ball. to kind of eat the dust. You know what? I just I don't get it. I just don't understand what he's thinking when he says something like that. Uh, but let's talk about our stones. You know, the Red Wings are in the playoffs, and so are the Pistons, which is why I like the Kevin Durant topic because he got us fired up because we don't hear much about the Pistons anymore around here. You know what? I love them. I think they're going the right direction. I don't know what they're going to do with Andre in the offseason, but Reggie Jackson and Caldwell Pope are a good backcourt. Both have great wingspans, which allows for great defense, and defense wins championships. We're not going to talk too much about it, but – I believe the first-round matchup is either going to be Cleveland or Toronto. 
Yeah, what do you think it, we're it gonna depends do on how there? things shake out there between them and the Pacers. Does anybody here think they're going to get past the first round? No, I don't. I don't think they'll make it past the first round. But the fact that they're back in the playoffs for their first time in a, it's it's seven or eight years seven. now, seven years. Yeah. So I mean, it's good for the team. They're making the playoffs. They're showing progress finally. After they had to rebuild, after they were killing it there uh, in the middle of the two thousands, and now we're back in the playoffs. We're building. We got a good young core. Just gotta hope that we can bring Andre back in the off season and keep growing this team. Yeah, I, don't I think, think if go ahead, I Joe. think if we were to bring everybody back and maybe add like that one more player because basketball is that unique sport where like the one player could definitely changed the entire team like you know by by that much. Um, it's not like hockey or football where there's so many other players that are involved so much in the game. Um, you, you know, in basketball, you know, it's 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 five, you know, six, six or seven guys that really do all the work, and that one guy can make such a difference. So if they, if they could bring everybody back and add one more piece. Uh, I think that could turn them from uh, from you know playoff appearance types to uh, contenders. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. That was actually pretty cool. I never thought about it that way, but I don't think about basketball very much. But as far as the the Pistons not making it, I don't think they will. But it's a cute story, man, and it just adds to the the level of uh, fun in the April and the deep. I'd like to ask oh, Kevin Durant what his other uh, pro sports teams are doing there in Oklahoma. Oh, are there any? Oh, I, oh there isn't. Oh yeah, because nobody cares about cricket. They have like Detroit. college college wrestling Crickets. and whatnot over there, and they just you know, more people care about the Sooners than care about OKC. Well, the funny thing is, Durant's probably leaving OKC this off season. Yeah, well, I hope he goes to play in freaking the KHL. I mean, and I mean the KHL because I don't care about him anymore, and I hope he dies on the ice. We've given Where, Kevin Durant. Where's Durant going to go? Man. LA. Uh, there's actually a lot of talk that he's going to go to Washington because he's from Washington D.C., so he's probably going to go. Join uh, the Wizards. All right, I'm turning my mic off till we get rid of talk. Stop talking about Durant's on you. All right. Well, uh, I don't think the Pistons can get Frank, out of the first round either. Frank just the Frank just hit the ejection seat. Yeah, Frank just uh, turned Frank, his mic off and quit Frank the show has for a ejected. minute. The one good thing about the soundboard from Mike Carey Music is I got a mute button, so if anybody gets too loud, I can you know take them out. Is that how much Kevin Durant doesn't matter? <laughs> is that we, we just had we just had a guy on the show Say just one more mute time. himself? Say one more time. Say one more time. Kevin Durant does not matter. Let's go Stones. I hope they fire up and beat LeBron's bitch ass. And let's move on to our next topic, which should have been covered last week. It was more in the news last week, but we're going to cover it right now. And that is, ladies' soccer is uh, in a clash action lawsuit. I believe is what they call it about their pay rates. Yeah, it's a class action lawsuit filed by uh, five of the members of the women's soccer team uh, against the U.S. Soccer Federation for unequal pay. Well, hold on. Before we go any further, is, did, did Frank come back in the in the jet yet? Is he, I'm is back. He back. I'm back. Once I heard women's women's soccer, I came back to him. Okay. okay. Frank, come running. All right, so let's look at some of the actual figures here that aren't distorted by the news. This is what I found in my research. Okay, guys? So... The women's team makes $72,000 about in salary. They get a $54,000 bonus if they're playing in the NWSL. And their salaries in the NWSL are pretty low, but that's a totally different What topic. is the NWSL, Gerard? National Women's Soccer League. All right. Isn't you. it the fourth one they've had because they keep collapsing because nobody watches the games? It is the third. I actually have notes on all the leagues because uh, in part of my research, I wanted to show just how uh, okay. financially... Uh, infeasible it is when the women won the world they won the world cup mind you there's a two million dollar bonus spread out between the 23 ladies so i mean that's nothing to laugh at 
the men got $9 million for making the World Cup in which they went 1-2-1, one, and one, not a great result. And they get paid, uh, they got a $76,000 bonus if they make the fifty or the 23-man team. And their pay rate is 5000 per game that they're on the 23-man roster with a win bonus up to $17,000. So technically they can earn more than the ladies can playing. But the real thing that we need to talk about here is how sports money is generated. And that's through commercials, advertising, and seats sold. 3.2 billion people watch the World Cup. And that's not talking about the people that were there. 3.2 billion. That's half the world's population watched the men's World Cup. Only 780 million watched the women's World Cup. So maybe yeah. that's the reason for the and difference in the money. And part of the thing with the bonuses that are paid out, that's not paid out you know, just by the U.S. Soccer Federation. Yes, the U.S. Soccer Federation pays out a bonus, but it's based on the bonus that they get for FIFA, which is the international governing body for soccer. And the problem is, is the Women's World Cup is only 24 teams. It's not a full 32 team field that the U.S. or that the men's one has, which is also why the men get a bigger bonus for qualifying than the women get for qualifying, because the women are expected to qualify because women's soccer is not that strong in most other countries, which is, and a lot of teams don't even, a lot of countries don't even have a women's national team because of the fact that it's just so unpopular in the rest of the world. And another quick little note is with these contracts that they have, they're collectively bargained by the players' unions. When, so you're saying their unions settled for less money? What happened was, from what I've uh, read and what I've heard watching you know, ESPN and stuff, is in 2012, because they did them for four, for four years, in 2012, the collective bargaining agreements that they had ended. The men renegotiated theirs for another four years. They offered that same deal to the women. The women turned it down because the women got paid a salary, which with that salary, they also had health insurance year-round. And with having a salary, it doesn't matter if you qualify to play, and if you, if you make the 23 person roster you're guaranteed that seventy two thousand dollars you're guaranteed that okay where the men you only get your five thousand dollars if you make the 23 man roster so if a man plays in 14 international games a year he makes that seventy thousand and the u.s men's team loses a lot too but there's also the fact that a lot of those guys they when they're having when they're playing friendlies here in the u.s if they're playing over in europe they're not going to recall them all the way back to the u.s and have them miss time with their club teams and part of the reason they were able to do that is with the men's teams, because of the fact that the men's leagues are so strong around the world, they're getting health insurance and everything from their club teams. So therefore, the U.S. only has to really pay like their health insurance and stuff if they get injured, when, okay. if they get hurt playing for the national team. Where with the women's leagues being so weak and the fact that the only really professional women's soccer league is here in the U.S. and they're not very financially viable, the current league almost all the salaries are paid by the united states soccer federation the mexican soccer federation and the canadian soccer federation okay so let's look at the brass tacks of the numbers if you're on the women's world uh women's world cup team you got seventy two thousand dollars another 54 and that's nine nine thousand goes up with victory bonuses so let's go the 100 even to make the math easy then you get 54 large more if you play in the nwsl so it's one hundred and fifty four thousand dollars Plus for gold medals, they get twenty five thousand. So if you break that, which over, the men's national team cannot get a gold medal because 
in the World Cup, it's only the under twenty three teams for men that compete. And if we divide that by four, that's six thousand. So that's one hundred and sixty grand these ladies are making a year. First of all, anybody over making one hundred grand shouldn't complain about their salary. But I'm not exactly seeing what their issue is here when I break down the brass text of the numbers. One hundred sixty divided by eight. What's that? Freaking eighty is going to be freaking ten twenty. That's 40 games the men would have to play in a year to make that number if they lose every game. And there aren't 40 international games every year. Correct, but I mean they do win a lot of their games, so they're going to get those win bonuses, which gives them more money. And the women are looking at it as if you're looking at, you know, like you said, $5,000 just to be in a game, and they're playing 20 games a year, you know, what's 72000 divided by 20? What do you guys think about this, Frank and Joe? Look, man, uh, first of all, I applaud you for your research, and that was a lot of stuff to, for the audience and myself to wrap their head around. But in my eyes, man, a lot of this stuff is no secret, though, and it's not just women's soccer, dude. Uh, I mean, in a lot of cases, it's known that Olympians, and that's why a lot of former Olympians are anti-Olympics, is because they've been getting screwed for what's decades and probably centuries. Um, yeah, they get a bunch of audience they get a bunch of people watch them it's a huge international global event and a lot of them are making peanuts they're training they're spending their own money in a lot of cases and doing a lot of these things and they're not making anything they might get in a wheaties box and people don't remember so this is no secret in my eyes i mean you, there's a, there's some subliminal points that you're making to all of it but in the broad spectrum this is this is no secret joe what do you think uh yeah the, the problem is if you're gonna if you're gonna pay somebody the money's got to be there. So th- think about two other sports right now that are, that are kind of dealing with, uh, say, salary cap issues or, or, or payment issues. We had a WNBA team here in Detroit that won three championships, and they had to move the team because no one was going to the games. you, you got to have some revenue to pay the players and pay the organization. If there's no revenue, if there's no serious revenue like there is in the men's league, then, then, then where's the money going to come from? The money's got to be there to pay out the players. Well, that and, was I, that's why I pointed out that and the NWSL, most of the players' salaries aren't paid by the teams. They're paid by the soccer federation that they come from to make these teams financially feasible to have where the owners are making enough money just to cover the operating expenses. I think about right. the building so the, and everything. The bigger so, issue here, in my opinion, is that people are confusing sports with the real world. Sports aren't real. They're fucking people will be getting paid to play a game. And if you don't if you don't want to play that game for what they're gonna pay you, you can go find her. In real life, if you're an accountant for male or female, you should get paid the same. That's a brass tax. Every job they should be the same all the way up. If Frank was a girl and I was a guy, we were working in the same company, we should get paid the same. I don't have any problem with that. That's fucked up that women don't get paid as much out there. But when it comes to sports, you should be paid by what you bring in. And if the women's if the men's team they want to get together, pool their money. And then they just split it up. There's 23 people on each roster, so 46 people. They pull all the money they make. They want to cut that down the middle. That's fine. But we got to remember, sports isn't real. You know, you're paid what by what you What is it that you make. guys want from this? What do you, what do you, what, what do just you want? Just an open discussion about it. No, I mean, like, what, I what think, the women, I think, I think they need to under, I think, I think the women need to understand the, the business side of it. I honestly think there's a bunch of athletes right now on the women's team that are not understanding the business side of – of sports, Women I mean, understand look, look what happened in the NHL. Figure. The salary cap coming up this summer has just gone down. There's a joke. Like you know, what I mean, please like send all your hate mail for Frank being sexist if you want. It was a joke, Tony. I'm trying to throw some humor to this dry topic. It's a good topic. We got to we got to wet it up a little bit. 
I mean, we're just trying to have a real discussion, not make a joke of this here. Either either way. So here, here's the thing: is the NHL salary cap is going down because obviously for some reason the the revenue is not there. They're probably they're probably paying a lot of this money out on all the uh, outdoor games they're having. Just from just from the top of my head right now, I don't have numbers in front of me. I don't have anything from from a general wave tops point of view. Um, putting on events and put it, putting on you know special things costs a lot of money, and you got to have serious revenue from that to continue it or to expand. Well, the NHL has been expanding a lot of these events because they've been getting greater money revenue, and they've been able to expand the salary cap as well, which is where a lot of these higher salaries, like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tate, who's getting $10 million apiece um, in Chicago, has come from. Now, that's because the revenue is there. Chicago can pay that money, too, because they win Stanley Cups and getting a lot of attention in the city of Chicago. Bears suck right now. The Bulls, the Bulls aren't that good right now. Everyone's watching Blackhawk hockey, and it just happens to be up north, so, so there you go. Same thing with Detroit. The Red Wings pulling on a lot of a lot of revenue back in the early 2000s, late 90s, winning all those cups. They were able to pull in Brett Hall, Luke Robitaille, no salary cap, so so Mike Illich could take all that money and and, and buy himself a championship for for lack of a better word. That was a great and, year, uh, 2002. <laughs> yeah, and, that was a great. Yeah, year. back. In, yeah, that that was a great year. But I'm just saying, like, for for a team to be able to do that, the money's got to be there. Look at look at the Oakland A's. Look at that the money with Brad Pitt, uh, Moneyball. They had to get creative to compete. Uh, by using statistics. Yeah, because they were a small market team. Because I think they're this, a small market team. That's what they had to do. I think so, this like, issue is even people bigger, People need to understand too. that you, you can't play the big players and you can't pay the athletes if you don't have the money to do it. And the women don't understand that. that uh, and I'm not saying just See, women in general. Is, I'm not saying – I'm not trying to be sexist at all here. But these women on this on this national soccer team are, are starting something right now that they don't understand what they're doing. The thing is – what confuses me, it's not like they're getting paid – when I first heard this, I thought they were getting paid like $20,000 to be athletes. Like Olympians, they get paid for their training. They get a place to live. But if they don't win a gold medal and they don't get famous from it, they really don't get anything. You know, if they don't get a sponsorship. Like I don't even know who the U.S. long jumper is. If we're really going to talk about the U.S. paying out equally, really, if they're going to do anything, I'm talking all U.S. sports teams, every single one of them, hockey, women's hockey, soccer. They should pull all that money together at the end of the year that they all make fucking soccer, figure skating they pull all that money together and they divide it up between every athlete if you really want equal pay for people who play for the united states but if you're not going to do that if you're not going to share because soccer makes more money than the rest of them because of the world cup stuff like that the world cup bonuses and fifa is going to pay out like millions of dollars to every country in the world if you're not going to divide all your money equally between everybody then i don't see how this is an issue well i mean part of it is just fifa doesn't pay as big as bonuses for teams in the women's world cup as they do in the men's world cup but also, if you want to be paid equally, then you're not going to get that yearly salary. You're only going to get paid for the games that you qualify for the team for, which also is going to hurt you in the fact that right now, because you get a salary, they're basically, they get paid maternity leave and they get uh, paid pregnancy leave as well. So when they're pregnant and then if they, when they're taking time off right after having a baby, they are still being paid. If you're, on a, if you're a men's soccer player... And your wife's having a baby and you miss a game because you want to be there for the birth of your child, you're not going to get paid for that. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough I, issue. I, it's, it's I, think, messed up. I think all things aside, I'm just not exactly sure how they make so much less than the men that it's a clash action lawsuit. Like, they should get paid equal, but there's sponsorship that Ambi Wambach had that there's players on the men's team that don't even have a chance of getting. And it should be the players at the end of the bench that are complaining, not the ones at the front of the bench. Alex Morgan's out doing Sports Illustrated shoots. 
I think the biggest thing is if, if you want to make money in sports, uh, soccer in general is not the place to do it. So if you're going to complain about money, um, you, you need to think about uh, you need to think about some other things, uh, maybe getting some more endorsement deals and all that. And, I, and honestly, it, it is sort of a damn shame that the women's team doesn't get paid as much because they have been so successful. I can understand where the frustrating part is. Their success rate is not uh, e- equating to higher pay. I, I can understand that, but the fact is, um, like like we mentioned before, it, it, it the money just is not there for the women's team. It's not it's not the focus of viewers worldwide or, or how whatever you want to say. So um, they're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to deal with the pay and maybe try to take on some some better endorsements, on uh, get to get more attention. They're they're gonna have to do something to to get more attention and more viewers to the sport if they if they really want to make money. Be- because where the NFL makes a lot of their money is having one of the most uh, most widely, uh, vastly broadcast uh, events of the year in the Super Bowl, you know, and, and every Sunday. Yeah, I mean, um, that that that's why the NFL players get paid so much. And baseball players, they play 162 games. Uh, so you got all those games that everybody goes to, and that's how they're able to get paid. Uh, Paid, paid ridiculous amount so that seven two thousand that the women make is that guaranteed against injury so they get injured in the season do they still get paid it yeah they still get that's part of it is also and then they get their health insurance for the women but they were they offered the same five thousand dollars a game rate from what i understood i mean it was julie foudy who was a former women's national team player who was uh doing this interview with espn and she was saying she made it sound like they were basically offered the same deal and the reason the women's uh union didn't want to take it is they would basically lose their health insurance. They wouldn't have paid pregnancy and maternity leave as well. And then some of these lower-level players who don't play on club teams, because at that time it was still a very small women's league. That Because uh, I'm trying to think, 2009, let me see my notes here real quick. Yeah, 2009... Uh, they had just started the Women's Professional Soccer League, which was the second professional soccer league, which they'd started trying to found in 2007, 2009, when it was its first actual season of play. Okay, so through all the numbers and all the crap, what I've taken from this little discussion we had here was the women could have had the same deal as the men. Now they're complaining because they make less money. I think it's messed up when women make less money, but in the case of sports, you have to do it based on revenue. At the same time, you're getting uh, the benefits that don't really count in your pay and if you're looking at some of these players who you know we talk about the people sitting on the end of the bench that 22nd 23rd person that a lot of times is a different person every match then if they're getting the same pay they're only making five thousand dollars for the year because they may only make the team for one game or two games and they're only going to make five ten thousand dollars a year where on the men's side that person also has a club team that is paying them, and therefore they're still making money where those women's players probably aren't making a club team. Or if they are, they're making very little because the women's league, they aren't paying them as much. They're just the team salaries because it's just not financially viable for them. Because, I mean, just to give a quick rundown here of the women's professional soccer in the U.S., there was the Women's United Soccer Association which was founded in 2000. Their first season was 2001. They played seasons in 2001, 2002, 2003, and then that league folded because they couldn't make any money. 
Then they had the Women's Professional Soccer League, which was founded in 2007. Their first season of play was 2009. And they had one team, they had seven teams for that first season with one quitting but two joining for 2010. And one of those, and one of the teams that they had quit after six games of that year, so they went right back to seven from eight. And then they had two teams quit and one team joined. And one of the teams, because they couldn't make any money in Washington, D.C., moved to Boca Raton for the final season of play in that league in 2012. I mean, it was just showing how it wasn't financially viable. But they took four of those teams from that league in 2012 when they decided they were going to form the uh, National Women's Soccer League, which, as we said, is the NWSL. And they started play in 2013. They had eight teams. But the soccer federations are paying the players from their countries that are on these teams. So most of the salaries aren't paid by the teams themselves. They're paid by the North American Soccer Associations, which, as we said earlier, is the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And it's to make these teams financially viable so that they can have a professional women's soccer league because they just can't put fans in the stands. So independent of the World Cup, women's soccer isn't really a viable business without extra money coming in they have the world cup and the olympics but other than that yeah there isn't really a lot of money coming in and even for the uh world cup they don't bring in as much money as the men and the advertising spots cost a lot less because it's not as popular okay we need to come to some here's so here's here's my thing they don't like it they don't play we'll find somebody else well, they've actually later. threatened that already to not play. Well, I hope Amy Wambach doesn't play because she's a liability on the field. Honestly. Well, Amy Wambach's already uh, retired. Okay, good. Even though I don't, I did, I think she should have retired before this World Cup. It shouldn't have been her little victory. She's tour. already, she's already doing Super Bowl commercials about stupid cars. I mean, I, I, I we're moving on. We're all right, on. so independent of Olympic sports, you should be paid on how much money you bring in. That we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, if you want equal pay, then I think we should go equal pay all the way across the board in the Olympics. You pull all the money you bring in the Olympics, no more gold medal bonuses to people, and then you split that up. Are we if, now socialists? I mean, if you, if you really, that's truly equal pay. That's what it is. Everybody's going to take a huge pay cut. Nobody's going to want to do that because there's going to be some well, pole vaulter getting paid as much as Clint Dempsey, and it's just not fair, really, because Clint Dempsey brings in more money for the country. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to take oh. this equal pay thing, too. That's my f- main problem with this. You should get paid even in the Olympics based on your performance. But if you want equal pay, it has to be straight across the board equal. All the way from yeah. the freaking last player on the bobsledding team to the freaking Alex Morgan on the women's soccer team. You know what blows my mind is how some events like pole vaulting don't get like a ton of rave reviews. I mean, there's a guy I honestly don't understand how pole, vault- pole vaulting works. There's a guy with nothing. Well, but Joe a was stick, a pole vaulter in high school. He can explain it. Joe doesn't know a lot about pole. A guy, a guy takes a pole and launches himself 20 feet in the air over another pole without like falling to the left or the right. I mean, he goes straight up and over. I mean, that's that's pretty. It's pretty badass. Uh, I can't believe you know we're not like all going goo goo gaga over that, and you know we're still arguing about women's soccer. All they do is kick a ball around I, and try to shoot. I it think it's. That. I think it's hey, good I that they brought soccer, it up. Joe. But I think the way Don't it's being soccer. The way it's being presented in the mass media makes it – I feel like when I first started the article, I thought they were going to be making like $20,000 a year and living in slums. They, I mean they make over hundred k. They can't be that mad. They're making over hundred k for the other World Cup. Nobody cares about their sport. No offense, but nobody cares about women's soccer leagues. We had a German – A little bit in the uh, – We had a German foreign exchange student stay Olympics. with us and uh, 
there was a Women's World Cup qualifier game on, and we were watching it, and he just he literally couldn't watch it. In foreign countries, they think women's soccer is too slow and too, I wouldn't say soft is the right word, but there's not enough contact for them, honestly. They just, and foreign countries, they don't even embrace women's soccer how we do here. And I'm glad that they brought the issue of equal pay in sports for women. Well, part of it is just because there's, in the U.S., there's a ton of backing from the soccer federation. Even though they're not getting as much pay, they're getting a ton of backing and everything like that. Therefore, that's they're extremely talented players, and that's why they win the World Cup or they're competing to win the World Cup and the gold medal in the Olympics. But then in other countries, the women's soccer teams aren't bringing the soccer federations really any money in the form of FIFA bonuses because their FIFA bonuses for women's teams aren't as high. Therefore... They're not going to make as much money. They're not going to put as much effort into putting a good team on the field. And the talent level isn't that isn't there for those other teams as well. Yeah, it is It is upsetting. So so I want to, I want to talk about, uh, while we're on the topic of football, um, I, w- I want to bring up another football thing real quick, uh, mainly because I'm biased and I'm a Notre Dame fan. Um, something interesting college football did, speaking of viewers and revenue, um, college football has absolutely taken over Labor Day weekend with uh, with with, with uh, a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, as well as the the, the usual Saturday night games, um, and has absolutely taken advantage of that. Point. I think it's a great idea. Sunday night you got Texas and Notre Dame. Monday night you got Florida State and Ole Miss. Um, I think college football made a pretty shrewd move there, um, just absolutely dominating that weekend prior to the NFL opening week. I think that's smart on the business side, but I think it just goes further into having to pay these kids like. You're going to tell me they're a student athlete when you have college football for an entire weekend. You know what I mean? They're getting rid yeah, of the I student mean, part. It started out as just, you know, there was opening Saturday. Then it was, oh, we're going to play a few games on Friday. Yeah, Michigan State's out there playing Oh, now on we're going to play a few games on Thursday as well. Oh, Michigan State's got the Friday night game? Uh, I don't know if this year, the last two years, they've opened up on Friday night to make it more like that, uh, you know, Friday yeah. night lights atmosphere for one more time for these yeah, kids. Didn't Michigan played. open up yeah. on, like, Thursday this year? Yeah, they played Utah on Thursday. So I like that they're taking yeah. the weekend. I think it's a smart move for them. But I think they got to start paying these kids. You want to talk about equal pay? Let's pay some of these kids in college that are freaking damaging their brains for the rest of their life for universities who don't give a shit about oh, God. them if they can't run a college, three. College football gets more TV ratings than, uh, than probably the NBA and, and NHL. I mean, it, it's absurd. Yeah, and then you got these guys the going all these spring, yeah. these spring practices and stuff. We talked about that on a previous show. Which uh, about also – the NCAA yeah. has said now they if can't any do of the our listeners anymore. are worrying where Frankie went, he just left. I'm not exactly sure what his issue was, but he dipped. So we are now down a person. He's not even well, in the building. Well, Frankie hit the ejection seat when uh, because of how insignificant uh, Kevin Durant is, and then he hit the ejection seat again because of how insignificant women's soccer is. I'm just saying. I mean, I love women's soccer, but like, if you're going to equal pay, you have to go equal pay across the board for all U.S. teams. Anybody who represents the United States. Or you got to get paid based on how much money you bring in, which is kind of what they are now. And I don't get how they can complain when they were offered the same deal. But I mean, like if the United like States was just saying they're women, so we're going to pay them less, that's fucked up. That is a horrible thing that shouldn't stand. Yeah. Those people should be buried underneath the fucking prison. Yeah, I think we all agree. If they, if it was like honestly, like, oh, well, you're not worth the pay. We're not going to pay you what we're paying the men. Yeah, but it basically that would be messed like, up. I mean. They're not, you know, paying them pennies on the dollar to the men's team. And part of it is, is you're not getting pay for some things. You might not make as much, but the benefits you get out of being on the women's national team are greater than you would get. I mean, if you break it down to making $106,000 a year, they're not poor, plus they get their endorsements. So, yeah. 
But it's, once again, that's also only the top players that are getting. I just feel like there's the people claiming poverty while they're in the penthouse. You know what I mean? And I don't like that. While there's some pole vaulter out there living living in a studio apartment in some butt fuck California town, gonna win a silver medal for us, and we're never gonna fucking hear their name again. You know, yeah, we're going pro- equal pay, and they, pro- and they probably got a room. If we're going equal pay, we're going across the board, and if it's not going to be equal across the board for USA teams, you can get paid by how much you bring in, and that's the only solution that I think is fair. And keep the gold medal bonuses where they are. But if you are going to pay across the board, get rid of gold medal bonuses, you know? Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, listen, uh, I think I think what we need to do is uh, is take a break here. We're going to go find Frankie, get out our medal. Oh, no, detectors. Frank's gone, gone. Oh, he's gone? Well, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put out a bolo for him, get the Trenton police involved, uh, because we have Frank's fables coming up. So Actually, we, we Frankie said him. he doesn't want to do the fables this week, and he, he's going to the gym. I'm not joking. Frank is literally gone. Hey, Jim Tan Laundry, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, dude, we'll come back. We'll preview next week. Hopefully bring the people up. I'm sorry for this depressing topic about – sorry if we got two numbers these on you. I just got really excited about this topic because I want to see how much they made, you know, because I was confused by all the numbers the media was throwing at me. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of I, stuff. I think we need the truth. I felt the same way. Like, I thought, like, oh, my God, they're getting paid pennies on the dollar to them. And then when you look into it and you're seeing these interviews with former women, uh, women's national team players and they're saying – Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. It's not as bad as everybody's making it sound. Okay, so we'll be back. Revolutionary Sports Front for Life, RSF, Money to the People. RSF, and we're back, people. All right, let's look forward to next week. Should have an exciting week ahead of us. we got the playoffs starting. We'll be talking both NHL and NBA playoffs. As always, Tony's going to tell you how you can contact us with any fan questions. I'm really glad about all the great topics we've had this month, though. I thought it was going to be really slow after the whole NFL stopped, but... We had freaking pay cuts going around. We had CTE going around. It's been a great month. We did have for March sports. Madness. We had the booty bracket. We had mo- booty bracket. No, we keep it popping on RSF, Joe. Some, some Red Wing struggles and some Red Wing success. Well, we're uh, back in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm happy days. about that, people. I'm happy about being back in the playoffs. Yeah, well, definitely. Years. Can't touch it. Can't touch this. <laughs> hey, I'll <laughs> right. tell you what. I'm, I'm excited to see how the first couple games go. I think, I think we might have one or two games in the bag uh, before we talk next time. Uh, and not in the bag by winning but i mean completed um hopefully they're both victories i would love to talk about a couple red wings wins uh next sunday you know one thing i didn't talk about the red wings we'll talk about next week freaking their lack of hitting and that's going to be a big problem i hope we do something Did about that in the offseason glendening against the uh, flyers he was hitting out there all right all right three of them that, that was pretty good all right pay the bills tony all right, so thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Revolutionary Sports Front. And as we've said before, you can find us on the internet at revolutionarysportsfront.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash revolutionarysportsfront, twitter.com slash rsfpodcast. You can send us an email at the show to let us know what you think, let us know how we're doing at revolutionarysportsfront at gmail.com. That's also a great place to let us know if there's a topic you want to hear us cover. You can also let us know if there's any topics you want to hear on our Facebook page. Also, if you like the show, tell a friend about us. Have them listen to it. And the show, you can subscribe to us. You can always get the latest episodes when they come out on iTunes and Stitcher. So thank you for being a part of the sports revolution. And let's go Red Wings. Let's go Wings. Let's go Red Wings. RSF, baby. We out.